Don't even move your head, dude. Just straight up. <laughs> Don't move your head. Welcome back to the PO3 podcast. My name is Marcus Marks. Just John. No, what's up, guys? Just John here. What's up? What's going on? <laughs> I just decided. Uh, he put his shades on, so we just. I decided three seconds before we did this to put on my shades. <laughs> With it, oh man, can't get them up. Never mind. Do, what do you think I'm about? I'm gonna take them off now. No. What do you think about the people that wear them uh, inside? I feel pretty stupid, so I think they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always say that. It should be a rule: no shirt, no shoes, and don't wear your glasses inside. Yeah, or else you can't. Come in. Definitely need to, You know, if I ever own a building for whatever reason, <laughs> that's going to be a sign I'm going to have made. No sunglasses allowed inside. These are very nice sunglasses. I bought these uh, at Macy's. And they're, uh, they're real Ray-Bans, and I haven't worn them yet. And I've had them for like a year. What? Yeah. I just don't… I really don't like wearing… Uh, like, I want to like sunglasses and watches and stuff, but I just… I can't. I just I don't. I love glasses. Like I don't wear them. I mean, the only the furthest I'll go is this chain right here, that my fiance got me for my birthday, so and that's why I wear it. You know, Respect. it's 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 sentimental. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to show you something that's pretty funny. I was gonna show you it. On uh, the, on I the, already know what you're gonna show me. On the last I already know what you're gonna show me on the last podcast. Uh, I feel like what was it a uh, pimp. Pimp juice? No. I feel like I look pale. Pimp juice? Okay. No, here. Hold on. It was, uh, so this uh, tape recorder right here is from… Swag juice. Is from… Uh, <laughs> what year was that? <laughs> I don't know. 8, 09, 08. So to like 2008, 2009. And uh, I used to throw on crappy beats. And we used to sit in my truck uh, when there was nothing to do on the weekends. And uh, I would freestyle rather <laughs> to, to my crappy beats. And uh, on one occasion, we recorded it, and I've had this for years, and uh, it's on here. So swag juice, yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Listen to this one. I just <laughs> shut up, bitch. <laughs> shut up, bitch. <laughs> That's all I recorded on there. <laughs> shut up, bitch. <laughs> Okay, so here's the <laughs> <laughs> Look at this dude. Swag you. John, this guy. Swag you. I was in the back seat, huh? Yeah, I was in the no, back seat. Andrew was in the back seat. I was uh, no, I think Mikey's in the front. Have that beat? No. Mikey? Oh, yeah, Andrew in the back. Doing, bro. 
This is what we were doing. Nothing productive, y'all. Idiots. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. But yeah, I, I, I've had this. Never lose that. No, I've had it for a long time. If I die before you, please put that at my funeral. And we should do like a reunion because you can put a mic in there and <laughs> you can oh, actually God. re-record to it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, if, <laughs> in my cup now. I don't know how I never lose stuff like that. I always keep stuff like my iPod and stuff like that. Mine got stolen. Otherwise, I would still have it. But yeah. Stupid Kool-Aid guy. Kool-Aid Good times, Kool-Aid. man. Yeah. Mike, <laughs> that's why we were making fun of our friend Mikey for rapping. Come out the motherfucking hood. Like, what? You ain't living no fucking hood, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know me, Mikey B. Oh, you know he forgot OTB. <laughs> you remember that? Who, who, oh, Aaron started that, right? I think it was him, Aaron, and maybe a few others. But hey, actually, he like really rode, rode. Like he was, Herb? yeah, like he was like shredding, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, like, he really did it. <clears throat> and like he would catch air, <laughs> like type of shit. Mm-hmm. Like real shit. He, he, he was a real racer. That, but then he's, uh, what would it stand for? On the beach or something? Over the bars. Over the bars. OTB. That's pretty dope, too. Because he would, like, fly. He would crash and then fly over the bars. <laughs> That's why he caught it there, right? Yeah. I remember for a long time, I wanted to put uh, a big old sticker on my truck. That OTB? Had it. I did, though. I had a, I, He gave me a sticker. It was, and like, I had, it was the I, same size as the Ford emblem, right? Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it went right over it. So now, uh, when I look for my truck that I sold, I look for the emblem. But they probably took it off. <laughs> now, for the longest time, though, I had that… Uh, that emblem on my I remember that truck, dude. I remember when I first got it, I pulled it up to Starbucks where you guys were hanging out at, and I pulled it up and do, for whatever reason you guys popped the hood and just looked at it because it was a V8. And then Mike, one of you guys got into it uh in the truck and like revved the shit out of it. <laughs> and then we went on like a like like a cruise and we literally did nothing. And just like I was all happy because I had a truck and cause you guys already had cars and everything. Yeah, we were happy that our boy got wheels, dude. And then Andrew had Lance, and then you had a Mustang, yeah. the, the red Mustang with the horses that you took off. God, that is, dude. And Mikey had his truck still. Still has his truck. Still has that truck. It's a, that thing's a trooper. I wonder how many miles it's got. Uh, for a truck that old, not as many, many as you think. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, we left off on the last podcast talking about like… Uh, uh, police and how not all of them were out to get you. Um, and you you were telling a story where they could have e- easily uh, you know, r- written, uh, wrote you a citation based off you know, the book, right? But uh, spirit of the, you were, you called it spirit of the law. He mm-hmm. let you go. So he made a decision to, to or a conscious choice to give, either give you a ticket or just go by the book, right? Um, and we, we started talking about this because we don't… The topic came up of like… You don't want policemen to be robots. Yes. You do not. In my in my opinion, you do not. It would not be good. No, yeah. Because then everything like… <laughs> there, everyone would be… Everyone would be in debt from the amount of tickets that they received. It will just, that and everyone's going to jail. Yeah. Everyone would be in jail. They'd be under the jail. I feel like I look pale, dude. Like… Am I going to pass out? Is the, is the light too bright? The light, you got, it's it will it's causing the shadow on them. You didn't you lowered it and then 
Turn it back on. No, I had a different. There's, there's two different settings on there. Anyway, yeah. Uh, it's gonna bother me. I, I wanted to. I wanted to bring it up because. Uh, do you feel dark? No. No. This is just my OCD kicking in, and I need. I need to learn to let it go. Let it go. <sighs> no, I wanted to tell a story of like an instance where. Because uh, I remember when you were talking, I was like, "Dude, I have so many instances where." I could have easily just gotten locked up, like, legit. <laughs> and then the cops would just let me go, like, every single time. Uh, but in, on one occasion, they had me dead to rights. And, uh, mom, if you're watching this or anybody, <laughs> turn it off now. <laughs> you don't want to hear this. You don't want to hear this. Uh, so, it was one of those nights where you guys went out to Old Town Saloon. Okay. And you remember we were always <clears throat> going to Old Town and stuff? Uh, yeah, we went there a handful of times. Okay, so you remember when I had the BMW? Yes. Stick shift? Mm -hmm. Well, I love, I, I used to love driving fast. And so one night you guys were over at an old town saloon and I was a town away. It was, was it like 15 minute drive? More or less, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm on my way out to Fresno and I'm getting off the freeway. And you know right there on, uh, like, off the 180 when you get off on Clovis? Right there by, uh, like, a little bit before uh, City Lights. Like, a few lights down. Mm -hmm. So, when you're getting off, and, okay. So, there's a stoplight. There's a number of stoplights. So, I'm getting off the freeway, and I'm texting at the same time. Let me rewind. Before I even left Sanger... I went to the store and picked up a, a 32 of Bud Ice. <laughs> Remember when I used to drink those? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone used to clown me for drinking those. But uh, my cousin showed me them and I, I I loved drinking Bud Ice. Like it was just a thing. Like it reminded me of my cousin and everything. So I love drinking Bud Ice. So I picked up a 32 of Bud Ice. Horrible mistake. Right off the bat, right? This is like you don't do that. But this night I decided to, and I know you guys will hate me for this, drink and drive. But I've learned my lesson since. I have never done this since. Uh, pick up a 32 of Bud Ice. and <laughs> That was the first lesson. Don't do that again. Yeah, Bud don't Ice is do, trash. Yeah, don't do that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I, I'm I, not talking about the legal stuff. I'm talking about the trash-ass beer you were drinking, bro. If I could, I would still drink Bud Ice. I can't drink right now. But like, if I, like, I, I like it. I still enjoy it. Like, it doesn't bother a, me. Uh, he lost credibility with me. I'm sorry. Anyway, so uh, that was my first mistake. I hop in my car and uh, I start drinking. And I wanted to get a good buzz on before I got over there. So I probably drink halfway down. And keep in mind, it's cold. So it's sweating, you know. And I'm on my way over there. I get off the freeway. And apparently I ran two red lights, which I, I didn't realize that I did because I was texting. So I was ugh, horrible, dude. So I was speeding on top, on top of it. So I'm driving. Apparently I'm running red lights. And then all of a sudden… <laughs> It's not funny though. No, I'm just apparently I'm just running red lights. But I'm texting you guys, be like, "Hey, I'm on my way," or I'm texting somebody or somebody I'm gonna meet up. I don't know, like I don't remember. And um, all of a sudden, I'm right there by City Lights, and I see, you know, the lights, and I'm getting pulled over. I was like, "Shit, I got a beer right here. I've got a little buzz on. I'm sure my breath stinks. I had no insurance on my car." My license was expired. So it's just all bad. <laughs> and apparently I was running red lights. <laughs> so they pull me over. Not one cops, but two cops. 
And I'm right there in City Lights. It's a strip club parking lot. So I pull into there. One cop on this side, one cop on the other. And I had 10, win- 10 windows, so I rolled them down. And I got the beer sitting right there. I think, did I? Yeah, I got the beer sitting right there because they were already looking. They were like close up on me. And they're all, uh, hey, uh, you know you ran a couple red lights back there? It was uh, girls. Two girls. Do you, do you know you ran a couple red lights back there? I was like, nah. Uh, she's all, you were swerving quite a bit too. And you were speeding. She's all, what's going on? What's the deal? I'm surprised they didn't pull me out the car right there. Um, so I told my story. I was, like, I was like, in my head, I was panicking. But on the outside, I had to keep it cool. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I dropped my phone. Uh, my girlfriend, she uh, called me with an emergency. She said that she needs to go to the, the hospital right now. So I tried to get over here as quick as I could. I dropped off my friends. And uh, I, I, I wanted to get over here as, as quick as I could. And they're like, okay, well, have you been drinking? I was like, nah. They're like, well, it smells like alcohol in here. And there's a beer, <laughs> there's a beer right there. Like in the, in the, the, the cup holder. I was like, that's not, that's not mine. So my girl called me and uh, they were in, we were in my car drinking and I was about to drop them off. So when I got that call, I just said, get the hell out of my car. And I took off and I didn't realize that the beer was right there. So by the time I got over here, it was too late. You know, I wasn't really concerned about the alcohol in my car. I was just, and I'm lying my ass off. Like none of this <laughs> happened. I was just anxious to get to where my friends were and I was drinking. And um, I, so I told him that, right? I was like, it's not my beer, okay? It's not mine. Uh, I was, meanwhile, it's sweating and it's halfway. <laughs> it's halfway done. They could probably smell the alcohol on my breath. And um, her follow-up question was, okay, uh, let me see your license and your registration. I was like, I don't. Okay. So I handed it to her. And she's like, you know your insurance is, you don't have insurance on the car and your license is expired, right? I was like, I know. I'm sorry. I just got laid off from right here. And I, I actually did. Uh, from Schneider Electric and this and that. I haven't had time to pay my bill, but I wasn't really concerned about that. Uh, when I, I, you know, I just wanted to get to my girl and take her to the hospital because she's got colitis. And the doc, and the, and the doctor, the the cop was like, colitis. and she looked over at the other cop, and the other cop's off, <laughs> like like confirming it's real. Yeah. You know, I was like, I'm sorry, it's this, uh, you know, uh, uh, intestinal disease, and I I really need to just get over there to her, and that that's why I was speeding and this and that, and then uh. For whatever reason, man, they just let me go. They're like, consider yourself lucky tonight. We're going to let you go. And so I was speeding. I ran <laughs> red lights. I didn't have insurance on my car. DUI. <laughs> DUI. Open alcohol container in the car. And still they let me go. Oh, and then too, they asked me, was like, Are you, do, do you smoke? Because your eyes look a little red. I was like, nah, I smoke cigarettes. So, you know, I don't know if you know, but like people who smoke cigarettes don't really smoke weed. It's like one or the other. So I was like, <laughs> but I wasn't smoking though. I wasn't. They thought I was high or some shit. And I wasn't high. But easily could have just got locked up, car towed, all that, dude. And I, yeah. Like, I'm blown away that I did not receive I'm a DUI. Thinking... Two, two, I don't know if it had to do with the fact that they were girls or my story, the way I told the story at the time. It was probably a very convincing story. It was very convincing because I, I put on my face, dude. I was like, I have to make this work because I'm screwed right now. Like, I knew I was dead to rights. And I'm not going to run from the cops. Like, that's just going to make it worse. I'm not going to get away. <laughs> like, I know I'm not going to get away. I knew that already. I've seen it done. I've, <laughs> I've seen cops. You never get away. <laughs> I had a fucking BMW with stick shift, a six-speed. That was pretty fast. I hit 160 in it before. And I still wasn't going to take my chances. Um, 
Can't run a radio. Yeah, you cannot run a radio. And there's a lot of lights, and I didn't really plan on. Run, I didn't want to run any more lights. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny though. It's really not funny. It's stupid, and like people <clears throat> are probably. Uh, so I mean, drunk but, driving is not something that. No, definitely. You not, don't want to joke about that. Um, when I was working at the jail. Uh, you know, I actually had like a, I found a new respect for CHP dude because they would bring people in. I mean, at all hours of the day, all hours of the night. You know, DUI, some worse than others. <clears throat> but when they bring the people in, dude, <clears throat> and I'm booking a person, and they're sitting directly in front of me, and I'm asking them questions, and they're passing out in between questions and falling out of the chair because they're so intoxicated, and then I look at their charges. I'm like, you're here for your deuce. So they found you behind the wheel of a vehicle, yet you can't even answer my questions. You're passing out in between them, and you're falling out of your seat. But yet they found you behind the wheel of a vehicle. Mind-blowing. That, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, um, I've done my share of, you know, drinking and driving, you know, when I was younger and stuff, and I put that on my background. <laughs> my background, so they're aware that yeah, I've so done it's, that. But, it's known. But, um, yeah, dude, like, it's it's... I don't do it. That's why, like, a lot of the times I don't drink when I know I have to drive. Like, if I do have a beer or two, dude, I'm sitting put for at least four or five hours, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, one, I lose my job. And then, two. <clears throat> You're endangering other people. I, I, dude, but, like, bad, bro. Again, you always hear that the drunk person is always the one that lives in these terrible crashes and the innocent people that were coming back from the beach or a family gathering, all five of them perish. And it's like never like, oh, well, they died. It was like, oh, yeah, they burned for four hours and they had to use, you know. The jaws of life. That, and then they couldn't even identify them through dental records because, like, once the teeth get to a certain they do temperature. They, thing. Yeah, so I was like, so it's just like, it's, a, it's they always die in this, like, very horrendous way, you know. And, and then, then the stupid driver is always all right. He's, like, got, like, four scratches, you know. So I don't want to be that person, man. <clears throat> it's, it's, you know, life's too... They were fragile beans when you think about it. It doesn't take very much to kill a person. You know what I'm saying? And No, yeah. It's poorly designed when it comes to resilience. Yeah. So it's like, you know, going and being in a freaking two-ton bullet. You know what I'm saying? And being intoxicated and stuff. They don't work out too well. So yeah, but yeah, I've really, I've, I don't do it anymore. Yeah. It's been I'll, like but, good. It's been a long time since I've been. Yeah, that's good. I would hope so. And same here. I don't drink and drive, you know, uh, anymore. Because I have done it, and like I said, but I'm just blown away that why did they let me go, you know? Like, why? Because this has happened to me on numerous occasions where I've been in situations where it shouldn't have gone too well for me, but it always did, you know? It did. <clears throat> well, one, I would say it was a, probably a very convincing story to kind of come up with on the fly. Or they had other stuff to do. That could be it, too, but um, usually you're not walking away from a DUI. Mm-mm. So, there's a, I mean, dude, by actually by law, like, you don't even have to blow over .08 to be arrested for DUI. Yeah. If the officer feels that you're not fit to drive the vehicle, they'll hook you for 23152A and take your ass to county. And you, and then, too, like, they asked me where I was going and where she lived and everything. And you remember at the time, uh, Ian and Jesse, they lived at Copper Beach? Mm -hmm. Well, I was on the, like, it was, if you go yeah, down yeah. more, mm -hmm. it was there. So I was like, oh, she. they asked me, okay, well, where does she live if you're going over there? You know, they thought I was going to come up with some BS answer. I was like, well, they li she lives over at Copper Beach right here. It's like straight ahead and to the right. And so like everything that they were asking me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to justify my lying in my story, but it was just like, I did make it sound very, very convincing. 
Like, and I, I attribute it to that and a little bit of luck. Yeah. Cause I'm really just, I really am blown away that, like, I, I really don't have that on my record. I think I learned my lesson then, though, because I didn't want to play with it anymore. I was like, I'm done. That's a very delicate game, man. You it's know, not so. even, it's, it's, a, it's an unfortunate thing to call, but yeah, some people do see it as a game. Shouldn't yeah. be. Well, <clears throat> I mean, not, not game in the sense of a game, but just, you know, like it's a very delicate dance, you know, and uh, I know if I were pulling somebody over and they had alcohol in their breath and I let them go and then they go and wrap their car on a pole or kill somebody else in the process, I'd feel pretty bad. <laughs> You know, not excluding all the legality stuff that's coming with it on my end. That's why cops just take your ass to jail, you know, because they're not going to have that on their conscience or lose their job over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One second. God, these damn lights. <clears throat> have you ever had any bad experiences with the police? No, I never have because I've never conducted myself in a way that would provoke um provoke them in any way where they had to you know restrain me like i've never i've I've always just played it cool like okay and then and then too like i never i tried to always uh remove myself from situations if i knew they were going to be escalated um granted i have caught the uh the 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 second hand you know Action, I was guilty by association, you know, in, in certain cases. And I, I think you were uh, with me on one of these. Remember when we went out to, and I'll, I'll never say any names, but like, you remember when we went, went out to a, a bar over here and we were in my truck and then like they were arguing in the front and like one of them slammed on the brakes and like in the middle of traffic and they were just like, you remember? It was like a bad situation. Okay. I, asked, I asked you one day, I was like, hey, uh, do you want to come out with me? To Fresno, we're going to a bar, and uh, you know, I got this girl, and her, you know, she has a friend. If you guys, if you want to come hang out, you know, like, all right, yeah, let me drop my clothes real quick, and then we went out in my truck, and then uh, we drank, and then they, one of them, drove home for us in my truck, but on the way there, they started fighting like really bad in the truck, in the middle of the traffic. She's like swerving in the truck, and we're in the back seat, like, what the hell are you guys doing? And then she slams on the brakes. I'm like, what is going on? And th then it just went downhill from there. Um, but I've been in situations where it was because of other people mouthing off to the cops where now I just look guilty by association, you know, and then they're looking at me a wrong way. And in one of those instances, yeah, I did get an open alcohol container, uh, citation because, you know, they, they were, they were tired of these people. Um, it, it was just like, we got pulled over and then we were like right in front of the house by the time we got pulled over and then, uh, they pull us out of the car. And then by the time... They were because they started searching my vehicle too, like without consent. But they had probable cause, I guess, because they smelled alcohol. Did they see the container? No, I was in the back seat. They didn't see it. But here's the reason why they went as hard as they did, is because oh, actually this story is crazy because it ties into two nights. Um, pull them out of the car, and then one of the girls just starts mouthing off to the cops. I was there for this. No, you weren't there for okay, this, okay. but you so were. You, know, like, you know, this. yeah. You, but it was like the, a string of like three nights in a row. Okay. Um, but one of them you were there for, and I should have seen the signs when when they started arguing in the car, right? It it dude, I'm talking it has it a very very vague memories coming to mind, but I can't 
I don't recall the entire situation, but anyway, continue. I'm sorry. So anyway, they pull. I'm tr- I'm I'm butchering. I can't tell stories right now because I'm not mentally clear. But uh, they pull us out of the car and she starts like mouthing off at the cops, both of them, like her and her friend, and like just being dicks to the cops, dude. I'm just and I'm sitting there the whole time, like, hey, stop, like, shut up, like, stop mouthing off to the cops. You're making it worse. Like, and I think she was drunk or something like that. And uh, I'm just like, dude. This is all bad. So they're like, all right, you want to be dicks about it? All right, well, they're going to search the vehicle. So they search the vehicle, and of course, they find an old— It was an old bottle, too. Another Bud Ice bottle. And uh, it was old. Like, it was from a long time ago. But I forgot that it was in my truck, and they, they gave me a, a ticket for that. And then um, let us go. But then the very next night, they were having a party. So I went over there, and the cops came. The cops got called, and it was the same cops that pulled us over. <clears throat> the night before <laughs> but the person that owned the house was being I don't know what what was going on something sketchy so they didn't want to open the door so they're like alright well we're just gonna let them knock so they turn the music up as loud as it goes like just to like send the cops a message like hey we don't care you know <clears throat> and no this was reverse that happened first and that's why they were being dicks with us because they we did they did that to them. They're like, oh, you guys were the ones like trying to play mind games with us and this and that. And it went like really bad for them. And they let me go. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it was just a bad situation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other <clears throat> uh, law enforcement stories that didn't work out in your favor or you had a negative encounter with? No, no. See, here's what I was trying to say. Like I've been in situations where if it if I knew it was going to escalate, I would just kind of remove myself from the situation. I mean, in that case, I I, I there was really nothing I could do about it. Um, but when I would be when I would get pulled over or cops would get called for whatever reason, I never was the person to mouth off to anybody. I just because I, I knew like hey like it's just gonna it's just gonna raise the odds of me getting into an altercation with somebody and you know possibly going to jail. So I was like you know let me I'll just be cool like answer them like yes sir no sir like no. You know, and just to give them my side of the story. And I've never had any problems with that. And the people that tell me that they've had problems with the cops, it's like because they were mouthing off to the cops, you know. But other than that, like I've never had any experience with it, you know. What do you think about the uh, climate that's currently <clears throat> going on with law enforcement and the public right now? I mean, it's sad. It really is sad to see that people want to defund the police and all that because we do need the police. Like whether people think that we do or not, we do need the police. You know how many crazy people are out there? Somebody needs <laughs> yeah. to go and handle that, you know, because I know civilians aren't going to do it. Yeah. It is sad, though. It, it, it blows my mind that, I mean, okay, I, I understand, I, I guess to a degree, the, the point people are trying to make when they say defund the police. However, the practicality of it makes zero sense to me because the only way that you fix the problems and and i'm not saying that you know law enforcement is free of sin i mean there's a there's i forget what the number is but it's a staggering amount of cops nationwide and you know with that many people you're gonna have people that shouldn't be there in positions you know what i'm saying and it's uh it's a numbers game and you're gonna have people but yeah. by and large and i know i'm gonna probably catch some flack in this in the comments or whatever and maybe lose a subscriber or two so i apologize there's no advance. comments <laughs> you're good <laughs> but it's just like you know, <clears throat> I hate saying, oh, she's just, you know, bad, a bad apple in the bunch. I mean, you know, like, you know, it's that, 
it's it's that simple and it's not, you know, but I think people are all the pro okay, they're like, oh, you know, cops are showing discriminatory, you know, practices toward, you know, one group or another. You know, they're demonizing one group because of the actions of a few. And it's like, dude, you're doing the same thing. That you're being the same hate that you're saying that police are showing you, which, you know, like you're going to say, hey, you had a bad experience with the cop. Therefore, all cops operate in the same fashion. You know, it's like that's not how it is. And unfortunately, law enforcement as a whole, dude, like I don't people think people understand like the 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 job itself. You know, people are like, oh, to protect and serve. The pressure, though. Well, dude, there's a lot. You know what I'm the saying? Stre- like the stress that comes with it. Like, I, I mean, go to think about this. Go back when you were working at Lowe's or doing your um the the the, the construction you were doing. Imagine having being every action you take and being scrutinized by your boss, which happens pretty much at any job. But let's just say a passerby that's walking the dog also is going to sit there and scrutinize every single action you take at you know. But then let's just say, take that further. Let's just say that same passerby that's walking the dog scrutinizing your work is also going to hate, like legitimately have hate, feelings of hatred towards you because you're wearing a tool belt that has tools and you're sitting there, you know, laying pipe in the, you know, in the ground or, you know, doing whatever plumbers do. And to have this, this, this literal like feeling of hate towards you just because of your occupation, nothing of your character comes into, into play. Nothing of your, um, of who you are as a human matters. It's just that you're wearing your construction belt, you got your boots on, you got your knee pads on, and you're wearing your hard hat. And, and fuck that guy. And yeah, and he's a piece of shit as far as I'm concerned, him and all the guys that are working with him. Like that's, that in itself creates like, uh, yeah, I'm like a, a, a dude, like, and you're just working. Like you're not even doing it. You're just, like, do you know what it's like, dude? Like, to when I go out to, like, when I stop at the gas station, and I don't wear a uniform when, unless I'm, like, at work already. So I'll change out. I put my shirt, my gear on before I get. But when I get to work, I'm wearing, obviously, I'm wearing pants before I leave the house. And I'm wearing my 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 uniform pants. And it's just, like, I'm sitting here. Like, I'm waiting. Like, I've had people stop me in line, talk to me about what I do and stuff like that. And granted, it's been a pleasant conversation. But everybody knows. You know, and it's just kind of like I'm sitting there and all these people probably have these mixed feelings about me, but they're in public and they, you know, they're not trying to, to, I guess, be dicks about it. But it's just like, I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for that one person to be like, you know, you and all your people are the reason that all this crap's going on and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, dude, like, I think it's deeper than that. I think as a society, we need, there's no sense of accountability. People want to be acting like they, they want to go act a fool and have no recourse for those actions. You know, oh, it's a free country. Well, yeah, it's a free country with law. You know what I'm saying? Like, there has to be some sort of boundaries to people's actions. So, you know, because, like, if I let you go on and run amok, I'm violating somebody else's rights because, or you're violating somebody else's rights because you're acting, acting a fool, you know? And <clears throat> I don't know. It just, it, it, it's, it bewilders me, man, because I go on Facebook and I'll go, I'll see a, a post about something and it'll be law enforcement related and I'll read the comments and people just do, like, have this really crazy sense of, like, entitlement. No, just like the the amount of animosity that they have mm. toward law enforcement in general, dude. And like it's it's never no matter what action the law enforcement officer takes, it's one of their hey, the officer shows discretion. All oh, well, if it would have been this group or another, he would have been taken to jail or killed or whatever. Or you know, um, he body slams a guy. Oh, that was excessive use of force. Like well, as opposed to tasing him, as opposed to beating hit him with a baton, which are all the same level of force. 
But I would rather get slammed than freaking hit with a baton. Mm. I've never struck anybody with my baton, but going through training, I'll tell you what, it does not sound like a fun gig getting hit by those things. I'd rather be slammed by that. I don't, I've never been tased, but I wouldn't want to get tased. I'd rather get body slammed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I were on the other receiving end of it. But it's like there's no... There's no gray area. There's, there's nothing a cop can ever do good unless they don't do their job. And then in which case, then there's... So, a, so you feel like it's a lose-lose no matter what That's what do. it feels like right now, man. Like, there's, there's just... It, it's kind of shitty. I got, I got to do something real quick. Dude. This, this shit keeps... But yeah, it just, it just feels like uh, no matter what. So you're saying it just feels like no matter what they do or you guys do, it's just you're wrong no matter what. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like, you know, they want to take money away from law enforcement, defund them, whatever, right? And it's just like… But imagine if that actually happened, though. Like, it would be crazy out it, here. It would No, well, I'm, I don't think they mean… Well, I'm assuming they don't mean defund completely. I'm assuming they mean take resources away so they can allocate those elsewhere. But I'm saying, like, if there wasn't police, it would be an ugly place. Uh, Worse I, than it is now. I would say think of the Wild Wild West, bro. Yeah, I think people would uh, qu- very quickly regret that decision, you know, to remove that type of structure. You know, in society. Well, I think, Have you seen The Purge? Uh, Minneapolis, they shrunk down. If I'm not mistaken, they shrunk down their police department after the George Floyd thing took place and crime shot up to the roof. And now they're in the process of trying to recruit the people they lost and then more to fix what's going on. So it's like, it, it does have real big societal effects, these these pe- things that people are calling for. And it, 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 believe, it blows my mind that there's actually politicians that will entertain that. It's like, dude, actually, if you believe there's this big discrepancy between law enforcement and then the public, you have to throw more money at it because police are going to need more training. You know, like the I, California, I forgot what the, the, the amount of yearly training you're supposed to receive, but basically that goes to recertifying the stuff that you got certified for prior to getting in. So you're not really learning a whole lot of new stuff. You're basically keeping your certifications active that you need to, to have to practice, you know, uh, to keep, you know, doing law enforcement and uh, we get little monthly training things here and there, but it's just like, it's not the, it, it's it's perishable skills. You know what I'm saying? And I do believe de-escalation tactics need to be, you know, taught more frequently and, uh, or maybe keep evolving them, you know, to, to become better. Uh, but I think people need to realize that there comes a point when de-escalation tactics don't work. I've dealt with people before where there's nothing that you're going to tell them that's going to change the outcome. And you'll, and I'm sure you've dealt with people just in your everyday being where things are going bad and you're trying to come to a resolution and you already know that there's nothing that you're going to be able to say to turn this situation, you know, around. And you're like, well, it's It's like talking to a drunk person. You know, yeah. Yeah. No matter what you say, it's just. There's no getting through to hard-headed. Yeah, and then but there's still a job that has to be done, whether mm. it's removing a person from a, a thing, you know, putting a person in handcuffs for some sort of violation, whatever the case may be. But, you know, that's it. law enforcement is not pretty. You know, like when you think about it, we're literally taking people's freedom, you know, like. 
Yeah, when ne- when necessary, though. But but that but that's what it comes down to. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's like it's it's not a pretty dance. No. You know what I'm saying? It, it's but it's a very necessary, vital role. You know, just kind of like uh, being. Um, I guess technically they're plumbers, but like, like let's say you're like you, it was after the plumbing was laid and uh, someone's septic tank gets backed up or they're and you have to go in with your snake and I'm like it's not a pretty job but it's one that's very necessary mm-hmm. you know and so that's no different than law enforcement you know it's just someone someone's got to do it someone's got to do it you know what I'm saying and uh, I I believe that majority of people you know in law enforcement are they're good good natured people. You know, and not to say that people that don't belong there make it through because it does happen. We've seen these people on the news. You know what I'm saying? Well, it just sucks that just like, you know, in the military or something like that, when they're going through boot camp, if one guy screws up, they all get it. So it it just sucks that for the ones who are doing their part, the ones that are screwing up are making everybody look bad. Exactly. You know, and I mean, let me ask you this. Name, can you name a job that you've worked where you had to go through an extensive background to make sure that you're a moral character to be in that position. No, nah, not an extensive one. It's usually a couple like, pages. Like, what I'm saying is like, they they sit there and the purpose of this, this background check is to make sure that you're of moral character. To make sure that when things are right, they're, they're right and when things are wrong, they're wrong and you're not going to sit there and fill in the gaps to make it fit whatever you need to make it fit, you know? In court, a law enforcement officer's report is basically deemed a factual... Um, documentation of a given event or incident. And so you're, because you have to go through this extensive background, they're already giving you, oh, Mark, you, you're you're a cop, you went to the background. What you're saying is truthful until proven otherwise. Mm. You know, and they have a list of officers. It's called a Brady list. If you're caught lying in a report or in your courtroom testimony, you get put on this list and you basically can't be a cop anymore because everything that you put on paper is going to be scrutinized because like, hey, well, he lied on this document or he lied during his testimony and no law enforcement agency is going to want to employ you because you're useless now. They're going to basically, your report is worthless. Everything you say is worthless because you've lied on the record already. You're, you're done. I don't know if people realize this, this, this an actual thing exists. You know what I'm saying? So, and you, um, it's, it, it, I was reading the comments, people were like, oh, well, that's what the cops said happened. I don't gain anything. No one gains anything from <laughs> making up a story. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, that, and again, that's not to say that there's officers that are out there doing stupid stuff and, you know, making a bad name for everybody. I mean, these people exist and no one's denying that, but it's not in the capacity that everyone wants it to be. You never saw yourself doing this though, huh? Like I remember uh, growing up, you said you wanted to be a pilot or something. I wanted to be a pilot. Uh, my eyeballs didn't allow me to do it. I had to wear glasses, so that was out. I figured this out. They're very, very strict restrictions, huh? Yeah, like it was 2020 uncorrected as a minimum. You know what I'm saying? And I needed... So any vision I would have had after that, whether it be LASIK, would have been corrected, so I couldn't do it. Uh, CHP became a thing just because I knew they made a lot of money. Um, But it wasn't like I was um, out there trying to save the world, so to speak. So... um, I guess it all came full circle. I found myself in this role now, but it's... it's, I don't know, man. It's, It's... it's it's personal. I, I like what I do. You know what I'm saying? It's it's fun. Um, it could be grueling at times. But we're a necessary a necessary force, man. And I know a lot of us are gonna do the job regardless of whether or not we're liked it and we're not there for the accolades or the glory or you know, all the cool points that people think come with it or whatever, but <clears throat> it just kinda sucks to kinda like 
to to see a video and then go into the comments and then see people's opinions and see how like just out of left out of out of out of place they are, you know, how disconnected they seem to be. No, it's concerning. I think it's a I think it's a big thing right now. Just like as a society, we're not doing too well as a whole. I mean, in comparison to other countries, we're doing great. I mean, like third world countries and stuff, but like I feel like morally, the energy right now, it just needs to to change and people need to uh, realize that hey man we're all going through the same thing we all we all basically have the same wants and needs you know but we're just failing to see I feel like everyone's just against each other right now like no one says hi to each other no more like when's the last time you seen that you know everyone's just on their devices and you know no no one talks to each other there's no communication anymore Every, everyone's just in their own little world and everyone thinks everyone's out to get them do you feel that way? I I do, but a lot of intellectual people that <clears throat> uh, I can't forget the I can't remember, I can't remember the guy's name right now. But a lot of the these great minds are sitting there saying we aren't too far off from going backwards into not a third world country per se, but having some really really ugly social um, uh, breakdowns. Like it's we're not doing good right now, and. To see where we've come from, to see where we are, and to see the potential path that lies ahead is not a very, very um, uh, heartwarming path that we're headed down. We're 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 going down a really ugly road right now. Yeah, we're walking the line. We're and it's yeah, it's like you know, like people are finding ways to be victims of one thing or another. You know, people are really quick to be offended for other people. Um, people are shifting the blame from one problem. Uh, to to an area that it doesn't belong. It's a misplaced hatred. It's a you know. It's it's we're we're going. It's bad, dude. It's very very bad. Yeah, and I think the the mental health aspect of that is skyrocketing too as well as as an effect of that, right? Like uh, uh, of the the direction we're headed and all the the things that we've seen, you know, in the, the, this past you know couple decades, is uh is playing a huge factor on on people's mental health, you know, and it, it sucks, but it is a uh, uh, a factor and and I feel like people just don't feel safe anymore like people just uh they're, they're not comfortable like they used to be I feel like it's it's less friendly now you know I feel like it's less friendly and I feel like people <clears throat> it, it's for me it's scary in the sense where you can't say what you want to say because you're fearful that you're going to be you're gonna get demonized. canceled yeah. you're gonna get demonized you know what I'm saying and uh that's not how you you sort through problems you know what I'm saying like the ability to speak on a topic that is sensitive or controversial or whatever the you know title you want to give it may be, that's how you that's how you figure out. You have to have difficult discussions, and you're probably going to upset some people in the middle of having these discussions. But if these discussions don't get made, then you never address a problem because everyone's scared of offending somebody else. Or what I feel is a big factor is when I'm talking to you. You know, I'm using you as an example. And we're addressing an issue. Let's say it's global warming. I'm not talking to you to actually fix the problem. I'm talking to you to show you how I'm right and you're wrong. And nothing you're going to say is going to have an effect on me other than me trying to rebuttal your responses. We're just we're 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 just sitting here clashing, but we're not actually addressing the, the problem as a whole. You know, we're not coming down to it's just an argument at that point. It, yeah, there's no, there's, there's no the, consensus. The resol, yeah, the resolution isn't even, is pointless at this point because I'm just trying to sit there and tell you and show the world how you're wrong and you're doing the same to me. 
Yeah, it, it, and it seems like there is no like general consensus right now. Everyone just kind of has mixed emotions about everything. And and that's why it's it's bad. You yeah, know? no one's on the same page. In other words, like we need um, I don't know. We just need a, like we need the aliens to attack. <laughs> eh, well, it'll bring a it'll bring I mean, a, a common enemy. There you go. That's that's the thing that'll it'll bring people together in that sense. But I feel like for being in the twenty first century, being in twenty twenty one, you know. That we, we would should be, know we, better. We, we should be free. Yeah, exactly. We, we shouldn't be going backwards. It feels like we're going backwards. Like, we're becoming more tribal. I feel like, you I got feel people, like it, yeah. You know, it's just like everyone's finding their tribe, whatever it may be, and they're willing to go to war. And it's high school all it. over yeah, again, but yeah, worse. you know? Rather than just like, dude, like, we understand there's different people. We understand there's people that like, you know, you're, you want to identify as a dude or a chick or anything in between. Cool, whatever. You know, like, it does… You don't have to force that down, you don't have to force that down my throat. I'm not gonna sit there and disrespect you at, you know intentionally, but if you want to go by they or them or whatever the hell the other pronouns are, and I call you like, hey, what's up, man? Because to me you look like a dude and it offends you. Like I wasn't doing it malicely, you know, but I also shouldn't be forced to call you that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a that's a whole other kind of warns, but I just think as a whole, dude, we're not doing too well as a society. I feel like we're making taking some big steps backwards. And then we're not really, uh, we're not really doing too hot. Like there was listening to a podcast by Jordan Peterson. He interviewed this chick. She's like twenty, younger than us, maybe like late twenties. She escaped from North Korea, bro. Oh yeah, I think I seen this somewhere on. Uh, Net- I didn't watch it though, but and uh, uh, something about somebody escaped from North Korea. Yeah, yeah. Well, this uh, I don't know if we're talking about the same person, but she was basically giving her account of. What it was like, dude, they were eating bugs to get their protein sources. Uh-huh. Like, they had no food. So was that movie, uh, the interview, like, accurate when they, they showed, like, the, the fake stores and everything? According to her story, yeah, it was somewhat kind of like that, but more of, more like, we're do it, like, it's worse out there. We're mm-hmm. better here. So, like, whatever you're going to see in here, that's a lie. We're, we're doing better here as a country than everywhere else in the world. You know what I'm saying? So That's what they're trying to say? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So, uh, so yeah, man, that's, um, so yeah, so, but anyway, it's like she was saying this stuff and she was talking about the stuff that we're going through right now. Like, she was like, it's, it's funny to me how people, she was like, you know, um, people are upset. They're getting mad at white people for their ancestors of generations ago having slaves. But they're good, but they had nothing to do with it, and they're being held accountable for this. I forget who said this, but like they said, if uh, if eagle eagle, <laughs> if my eagle could land on my nah, they said if evil could uh, echo in eternity, so could good, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know how like the evil just kind of like all all the uh, the things that we went like slavery and all that stuff. If it's like still affecting us now, well, good could do the good could do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it should be able to trickle down and have that effect just as much as uh as bad can, you know. And then too, like like you said, um, how it feels like we're drifting further apart and there's no sense of like community anymore. It does feel that way, but because you remember, like, I mean, we were very young at the time, but they say like when 9/11 happened, for a short period of time there, everyone was kind of on the same page mm-hmm. because we felt like we were being attacked. Yeah, we had that common enemy thing that you mentioned, yeah. And now that over the years, that's slowly faded. And people just forgot how good we actually have it here. Well, that's what I'm saying. That chick, she was talking about this. She goes, 
what people are calling for right now is what I ran from from South Korea. Yeah, exactly. Or North Korea. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, I think people forget that there are places that are still like right now as we currently sit here and talk that are far worse than where we currently are. Yeah, dictatorship. Are. And what a lot of the things that people are calling for to in their mind, and they might be genuine in their approach on it, could is probably going to lead to what that chick fled from. You know, if, yeah, if, all, a, if all the a, things go right for that's the NFL. That's a scary case, thought. You know? And it's like, we're not… We're not saying we're perfect. We're not saying the way this country's around perfect. But I just feel like we take it for granted, things, though. You know, yeah, that thinks the point though is that we've been so spoiled, pampered, dude. Spoiled, you yeah, know, we're as, pampered. As, as a Western civilization, that we forget that just over the pond, <laughs> there's a lot other stuff going on that we're just oblivious to, and we're concerned about. Like, I got into this argument with this, the people again. <laughs> I do this all the time on Facebook. And do you? Yeah, because it. I, I, I'll, I'll explain my reasoning. You remember when we used to go through and like make fun of the people that would leave comments and the the, the way they were wording it or spelling it? Like mm-hmm. we would we would go through it and be like, and just like and bash them for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and so this, like they were talking about this one lady's like, well, you got Jeff Bezos over here with you know billions and a lot of people with you know nothing, and I'm just like, nothing in life, at least in the United States, nothing is guaranteed but the adventure. You know, you're not guaranteed to be successful. You're not guaranteed to make money. But the one thing that's guaranteed for you is the ability to try to make something happen. And if you can't make something happen here in the United States, where the hell, where the hell else are you going to be able to make something happen? Yeah, why do you think people come here to do it? That's my Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have countless programs, Oppor- opportunities that you would people would die for to come have over here. I and mean, if you can't make it here, where else are you going to make it? I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying people were all, were dealt... Some people get dealt really good cards at birth. <laughs> you don't get to pick where your parents are. You don't get to pick where you were born. Some people are born into a really good situation, and a lot of others are born into a situation that's less, very less than desirable. But you also hear of people that are come from these less than desirable uh, situations that prosper. And I'm not going to attribute it all toward hard work and dedication and saying that those that don't have aren't busting ass to make it happen. I think luck plays a considerable amount of of a big factor in this. You know, you, you just you just need to get lucky once. If you're putting all the work in, you get that lucky stride, you'd be surprised how far it can go. You but, but name another place you know, like uh elsewhere that people wanna like that are compared to the United States to like, hey, we could be like these people, where you have the ability to have endless upward mobility in a socioeconomic class. A lot of other places, if you're born poor, you're probably gonna stay poor. The kids you're gonna have are probably gonna be poor. Here in the States you can go from living in a trash can to having a Lamborghini parked outside your your house. Do you think, though, that it is mostly designed? Because a lot of people say this. They feel like it's designed and uh, set up to where the poor stay poor, the rich stay I, rich. I think there's things that could be done better. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say, because I know there was a thing called, I think it was called redlining. Like banks would loan money to to black people back in like the sixties or something like that or seventies, and they caught on to that, so they made it illegal. It was called, I think it was called redlining, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was clearly designed to keep people down. Good credit, working people should be no different to you know than a white person to go in and grabbing a, a loan for a home, and but they made that illegal. Currently sitting here in 2021, I'm not aware of anything that's in existence to keep a person down. I would say it's probably. If ever there were an even playing field, it's 2021. The further back you go in history, the more difficult it becomes for groups to, to, so to prosper. Equal opportunity you think exists now? 
I would say it's then yeah, and I think people what they're calling for is e- equality of outcome. Everyone wants to be Jeff Bezos. You that's just not possible. Or even a lesser than millionaire billionaire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's like, no, dude. Like this guy saw a niche. He worked his ass off, had some luck come through, and now he's reaping the benefits for it. He's has countless you know distribution centers throughout the nation that are employing thousands of people. Um, I mean, like, I'm not saying he's not doing enough for people. I'm just saying he's doing a lot more than people are giving him credit for. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that it's right just because you're rich, you're rich that you're going to be forced to pay substantially more money than the next person in taxes. Like, oh, you're making more money. It's like, dude, 10% of, 10% of 100 bucks is a dollar. Well, that's why a lot of people are leaving, though, California. Because well, of the heavy taxes. They want to keep, yeah, they want to keep more of what they're making. You know? Exactly. You know what? What's the point? Because it, it isn't fair that you make X amount of dollars, but because of that, now we're going to take X amount away. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be getting what you're earning yeah, you know, for the most yeah. part. And uh, I'm not saying that there's people that aren't struggling that do not deserve to have some sort of governmental assistance because life's hard and life deals people crappy hands. Legit. Like, it, there's there's no denying that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just... But I would say, like, as a, as a whole, in 2021, you can't go back in time and name a period where things were as easily accessible as they are now. No, yeah, for sure. Like, things are as, as good as they've ever been. And it's only, like, technology-wise, like, it's not even, like, close to where it was mm-hmm. 20, 30 years ago, you know? It's like, I mean, computational power, like, statistically doubles every... Uh, 14 months so that's like you know a year and some change mm-hmm. right so I mean it, the way that it's headed technologically speaking is we're, we're we're headed in the right direction but it's like people forgot you know yeah. be, because of technology how good we actually do have it like it, we just take it for granted you know and it's like there's nothing left to do but go at each other now mm-hmm. you know and people are just taking that that route it's, it's like they're they're looking for an argument you know people just want for whatever reason, I just feel like people are just so easy to pick fights Dude, now. Like, let me give you an example. Uh, last week or the week before last, I read an article on ABC. This high school kid from, I think, Kerman, he graduated. He got his associate's degree before he graduated from high school while working a full-time job to help his parents or his mom or whatever. High school. This kid working a job full-time to help pay bills. Work going to school and then taking college courses. He gra- he had an associate's degree before he even freaking graduated high school. Like, sure, that kid's probably one in a million, but it, it, he's an but example. It sho- but it shows you what's possible. Exactly my point. You know what I'm saying? This guy wasn't sitting there. Oh well, you know my my parents were born. I was, they don't have a lot of money, so boohoo me. This guy saw like, hey, I knew that the next couple years of me doing this were going to be very difficult, but it was very necessary. And this dude, he's going to be, fuck, 19 years old, 18, 20 years old when he graduates with his degree. And I forgot what it was going to be in, but I think agriculture. But it's like, dude, like, look at this. This, this youngster's doing it. But I feel like uh, that's not instilled in uh, in society as much as it needs to be by by any means. Like, like you said, mo- most people will just lay down and be like, oh, poor me, right? Mm-hmm. And so instead of looking at the situation like, damn, I've got this this hand that I was dealt and it's not very good, but I can make something out of this if I really, really try. And most people don't look at it that way. I think a lot of people look at situations in the in, in the wrong light. Like people are so quick to play the victim before they actually try and make their hand work. 
you know. Yeah, and then, you know, and I think another thing too is people get caught up on instant gratification. Oh yeah, yeah. People just think that you're gonna go from this to that, and there's no in between. Like, there's not a long. Yeah, there's no rough terrain. Yeah, or there's not a. It's not a quest to get from the starting point to the desired end point. Well, you, you see, pursuit of happiness, right? When he's talking about that part where uh, Thomas Jefferson is like, how did he? How did he know how to put the pursuit part in there? You know, because that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's you're pursuing something, and by definition, on the way to pursue, you know, it's a journey. You know. Yeah, and so I think people get caught up like, okay, I think it's like you're tomorrow. Uh, yeah, tomorrow I want to wake up and I want to be, you know, rich or I want to be in a better financial situation. Do you think people really think that though? Like it's just gonna happen without having to put the work in. I mean, logically, like you think somebody's just sitting back at home and being like, "Damn, dude, how come I'm not a millionaire? It should have happened already." Without putting any any work in, like you have to like at some point know. I, like I, I think. Not maybe that to that degree, but I do believe that at least to maybe a lesser amount than what you just described, people think it would be easier. Maybe not just I should be a millionaire. It should be easier to have been done. And to me, I think it's very, very obvious that people think that way because we wouldn't have we we wouldn't have the amount of people saying the things that they say. I think people just lack the amount of knowledge or the the amount of work. They don't understand the amount of work that it actually takes to achieve something. I think they just lack the bigger picture. And in most cases, people think just because they made a song, they should be a famous rapper. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. you got to put in this amount of work and do this, this and that. They just, they they don't, they fail to see that for whatever reason because it wasn't taught to them or they just didn't do the research in a lot of cases. I I think it has a lot to do with um, us being... As us being as in like you know Western culture, United States in particular, we have it well. Even if you're in you know poor here, you have it well compared to a lot of other places worldwide. And so, I feel like people forget that that you know get that that's like like I'm struggling to find the words to put it in into. We we just were spoiled, you know, and it's like, well, hey, Mark was a bedroom producer, and now he's you know a millionaire, and da da da. Well, I'm doing the same things he's doing, like you know, and but that in a lot of cases that's how it starts. A lot of people they started from the basement, you know, like I don't know if you watch Shark Tank, but a lot of those people started in their garages, and now a few of them are billionaires, you know, and they're well off, you know, multi millionaires. But stuff. that's what, but they because you did it, and I'm doing it, and therefore it's assumed that I'm oh, gonna follow okay. the same path that you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it might be, you know, I think luck is often a thing that people overlook. I think I think successful people forget that luck plays a role into their success. And they just attribute it to their hard work efforts. And therefore, if you don't make it, it's your fault and you didn't put enough work in to make it happen. So do you, so do you think that uh, if if luck does play a factor, then for sure being unlucky is a factor too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they play, like, people get shut, dealt shitty hands. I, I've said that a couple times a day. Because like, listen, let's see the only, the only difference on paper between you and I, or there was no difference on paper between you and I, and you and I are going for the same job, but you wore a slightly nicer suit than I did and the employer or the potential employer liked your suit, but you had no, no knowledge of this. I like that, I like blue, blue suit with brown shoes and I wear you know, brown shoe with gray pants or whatever. But but that slight little difference, it was lucky that you had that particular combination of clothing and you got the job instead of I. That's luck. We were both we were both well dressed. You had no knowledge of that being a factor. And that was the reason that you got the job. Like, hey, you know what you guys are I need a reason to pick one. 
This guy was well dressed. I, I like I like it. Well, I would feel like, I mean, there's different types of luck, but I would say more of like, you're a great painter, or something like that, and you just need that one break, and you're at a restaurant one day for whatever reason, you get up, go use the bathroom, and at the same time you're using the bathroom, you see, you know, a CEO of this big. Dis- distribution company for the type of artwork that you do and you happen to chop it up with him, you know, like what are the odds of you actually crossing paths with somebody of that stature, you know, and in that position of power? And sometimes it happens like that. Mm-hmm. That type of luck does, you know, sometimes that shit does happen too. Um, but, th- but I don't know. I mean, luck can but, present itself. No, but that's my point is that that was nothing that you or I had any control over. Yeah, yeah. It was just, that's it was my just, point. Is you're that, lucky. Is that people forget that that may it may be a factor they weren't even aware that played into their into their hand, but it's a factor nonetheless that they had that you or I had no control over, and that because you wore that particular combination, or maybe that you've been, or maybe that the interviewer was bald and I'm bald, and he wanted to give another bald guy a job. But mm-hmm. on paper, you you know, what I'm saying there's any number of things that could have played, but people often forget that, and so it's like, well, I busted my ass to be in this position, so therefore the only reason you're not successful because you didn't bust your ass. But it doesn't mean you can't get lucky in other, you know, and in, in, in some other field. So you just got to keep trying. Yeah, you, you just got to keep, you got to keep, if you don't keep up the grind, you're, you're, I would say the likelihood of you finding those, those luck moments are going to start to dwindle. Well, yeah, you, you, I mean. You, you have to keep, it's like the thing with Lotto. You don't win the Lotto if you don't play. Well, what do they say? Like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. My point exactly. But that's also you standing out there saying, boohoo me. That's you saying, well, this didn't work. I got to find another but one. But that is the biggest problem that people have. I, I, in my so, opinion, yes. It is the biggest problem. It may problem. be coming from a privileged position. But… Yeah, but, I, but the writing's on the wall. A lot of people are just so quick. They want the handout. I, I would say, yeah. But again, I, I can hear people saying like, oh, well, you know, you, you grew up with this. You grew up with that. And so your, your situation was different than mine. And you're, you, were, you were set up in, for success more than I was. And to me, you can't deny that because some people are born to rich pe- you know, rich parents. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're going to have a massive leg up, not even if their parents aren't going to give them money. But if your dad's a successful CEO, I'm pretty sure he's going to pass down the wisdom. But I, but I feel like all this shit is just… Um, I feel like it's a big, giant puzzle. And all the pieces need to be in place, you know? Like, there needs to be the rich guy and there needs to be the poor. Like, it's a yin and a yang thing. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there's a time and place for everybody and everybody has a specific part that they have to to play. And I feel like uh, we don't realize that we are just this big organism that kind of works together. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that we can if, like, that dude has a purpose, just like you you have a purpose to affect somebody's else, somebody else's life, either negatively or positively, depending on how you view the situation, right? But I think we can all help each other. Like, if we, if we really, like, just sat back and took a minute to realize, like, I've said it before, like, we all just want the same thing. And some people have the power to make that happen for other people, you know? Because no one, like, some people, yeah, they do do it alone, legit. But for the most part, it can't be done alone a lot of no, the time. You, in you, my opinion, it can't. You need help, dude. Like, it's just sometimes you need that helping hand. And uh, I feel like also that's another thing that people fail to see. And it's sad because if we had just more positive thinking individuals, it'd be obviously a better world. But uh, unfortunately, everyone's just so quick to uh, think negatively. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. I, I've been on that. I've been on that side of it too, though, where I'm just like, man, shit, this would happen to me. You know, and a little bit of the, of that is because of bad luck. You know, but 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 again, it's like just because that happened doesn't mean that I can't do something about it to change it. 
you know? Because I could have easily just started because of what's going on with me. I could have easily just been like, man, I have the perfect excuse to just fuck up my life and uh, become an alcoholic and just, you know, uh, live off the government forever, you know? And, and I could have easily gone down that route, you know, because I have the excuse, but I'm just like, you know what? No. Like, I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that I, I can too, I can be successful as mm -hmm. well. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm throwing in the towel, you know. And a lot of people just so quick throw in the towel. Yeah. Throw in the towel and then quick to judge others that are doing better. Mm. Yeah, like you know the ones that can't, can't be happy for others. That yeah, are you know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, you only did that because your parents were rich or you only did that because of X, Y, and Z. And it's like… Well, yeah, there's no nine that probably played a factor, but I don't think it's as big of a factor as you're making it out to be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and then what is a what is a, as a as a person supposed to do that is born into these lucky situations? What I'm not take the help? Yeah, I remember I because I we we both know who this individual is, but we had a friend growing up that was pretty like his dad was pretty well off. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember like kids used to hate on him, be like, "Oh, you're just a rich boy and this and that," and like he I remember him saying like. Why are you hating? Like, why are you hating? Because my dad's successful. Like, why mm -hmm. would that be something that you hate on, you know? And it sucks for them, you know? Because they're in, they, they didn't ask for that. You know, they were just born into it. Like, what are those people, you know? Where do they lie? You know you know what I'm saying? Like, where's their mentality? It's not their fault that their dad worked his ass off yeah. to make sure that his kid had a, you know, has a a, a, a comfortable life. And then, exactly. It's what, what is he supposed to do? Yeah. Hey, dad, you know… um, I don't want to have an unfair advantage in this race, so I'm going to go ahead and not ask you for any of your your help, whether it be financial or your your uh, your experience in your in your field. I don't want to pick your brain on any of that because I don't want to have a like you know, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I would be stupid of somebody to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, I don't. Again, I guess we're just having a little philosophical rant here, but. I, that's why I think we're not doing too well, man. Because there's a lot of people out there that would ex that, without saying it, in my mind, they have an expectation of somebody like him to be like, I'm not going to use any of the opportunities that my father busted his ass for for me to have because it's a leg up in the race, and I don't want to, you know, um, be more successful than somebody else because of my upbringing. Well, also though, I feel like um, a lot of people that are successful, for whatever reason, either it's just laziness or stubbornness or just uh selfishness but a lot of them they they don't they don't relay that knowledge that they they've attained over the years and that formula they like to keep it to themselves like a recipe you know you know how like restaurants they have a, a specific recipe for like the mcdonald's sauce like mm -hmm. whatever sauce goes in there that makes the burgers taste this well well a lot of those people don't want to give away that knowledge because it'll make somebody else successful and i feel like it's the same thing for for like it should be passed on that way we can to, all to, be successful to, to some degree i believe that that's tools. if you if you if you came up with it then it should be yours to do with it what you please but i'm gonna i should i have enough tools to be able to pass i don't have to give you my whole sure you sure. don't have to do it like me but i do know how mm -hmm. to to get there you know what though these, honestly man i tools. would say to me that's less of an argument today because if you go onto youtube oh yeah yeah for sure like the guys that i've been following if you guys want financial Pointers, minority mindset. This guy's literally walking you through how to be, take yourself from an everyday working class person to being a very successful, possibly rich person. And he's given you the tools that I'm sure he's used himself to do this. You can type in anyone, whether it be that. I got guys that I follow for barbecuing purposes that are teaching me all of their stuff. Yeah, how do you think I learned how to do this? 
That's my point. So I would say that that's less of an argument today. But still, I feel like not enough people do. Like they're they're really quick to uh, brush you off. You know. But you got you do got me there. Like the the information is out there more than ever. Like it is is very attainable now. Mm-hmm. But but there still are those uh, individuals that are uh, reluctant to help others. And I feel like that's kind of what we're both. That, that's like what we're meaning to say here is like there's not enough people uh, willing to help each other. Yeah. That's probably the case. But then again, I don't hold it against them either for not wanting to. If it cuts into their profit line, they came up with the idea. It's their strategy. If they don't, they shouldn't feel obligated to do so. Well, I'm not saying like, give me your business and like, give me your exact business model, you know, but here's the tools to go do your own thing. No, exactly. You know, know, like, I mean, Warren Buffett, I'm sure he's written books on this stuff. A lot of financial people that do this. So, I mean, the information's out there. Um, I think it comes down to people might be scared to want to start the journey. They don't know. Or because I'd say at least in our current time, there's more than enough uh, information available at your fingertips to get a starting plan together. Mm-hmm. It's not going to give you an exact point A to point B route, but it's going to give you a vague outline of where to begin. Where 20 years ago, if you didn't know someone in the industry, you weren't going to. It was going to be hard for you to figure it out. Put it this way: you're walking through the desert, and you're stranded, and you're all alone, and you don't know which way is west, east, you know, north, south. None of that. You're just wandering aimlessly. Wouldn't you give anything to just? find an on-ramp that leads you in some direction. Yeah, and I feel like that's I feel like that's exactly it's not going to it's not going to take you there right away, but here's a starting point. You don't have mm-hmm. to be lost anymore. And know? I feel in our current time we have more than enough beacons of direction. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, there's so many avenues, you know. We're like, we're not walking aimlessly in the desert anymore. We don't have to. We don't, yeah, you know? we don't have to. Exactly. And I don't know if that contradicts what I was saying about not enough people are willing to help. But I, I still feel like there is that group of, of people who are in high, higher power, mm-hmm. you know, who, who could make a pretty big difference in this world with the amount of money that they do have. But like you said, it's not on them. But yeah. I feel like we should all come together. Puzzle pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, there's there's more than enough info out there for people, man, to do something. You know, but things could always. There's always room for improvement. Oh, in every situation, there's room for improvement, and I don't think anyone that's worth their weight and salt would say otherwise. You know, it could always be better. You know, and I think that's fundamentally where a lot of people that are disgruntled are coming from. But it's just like the methods in which you're trying to obtain that don't make sense, and it's not fair to those. You know, like that that are in a better position to be forced to do something because you have yet to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you don't got to do anything. Like, you're not... For, like, this is a country where you're you're not forced really to do anything if you don't want to, you know. Um, just because you have the money to do it doesn't mean that you have to, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like uh, that's where, where people who are less fortunate feel like they're entitled, you know, for that. Like, they feel like they should be giving, given a piece of it, you know. When in reality, this person made it happen for themselves. Yeah, and and probably busted ass along the way to make it happen. Yeah, Again, we f- we forget like how like we just see the millionaire. We don't we don't see all the sleepless nights that were, was behind that to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like you know, and then like I said, there's there's always a to my opinion, there's always gonna be a thing of luck that that plays a, a vital pivotal role in that success. But nevertheless, these people just have this crazy drive, you know. And I think they said somewhere of like. 
95% of all um, entrepreneurs or millionaires were self-made. They mm. weren't, they didn't come down from a rich family member prior to them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, Trump's an arguable case, right? Yeah, but he would fall in that 5% that, that fell in the 5% that came from money. But they said 95% of millionaires are self-made people. Mm. They found an area that needed something and they provided that service or good or whatever it might be. Yeah, they saw a problem and they provided a solution. And then now they're reaping the benefits for it. You know what I'm saying? So Trump would fall into that 5% that came from, you know, a rich family. Well, what he did was he just kept doubling up and, you know, he knew what to do with that investment. You know, which a lot of people don't. Because some people will invest $100 and turn that into a million, you know? They just with enough knowledge and uh, see, he probably gained that from his father, who was yeah. probably successful. So that's another advantage. Whether his fa- father says, "Hey, you know what?" Luck. Another he got lucky. Well, that's that's my point. Is like maybe his father. I, mean, I know he did get money, but let's just say his father didn't say, "Here's a, a loan of a million bucks" or whatever mm. his little saying was. Let's just say his father's like, "You know what, dude? I'm gonna I'll, I'll pay for your schooling. I'll make sure that you go to the best schools, but you're not gonna get a dime of this money because there are people that are out there like that." But I'm going to give you the opportunity and I'm going to give you the knowledge that I've obtained to become successful that I won't probably never, ever come across these people face-to-face in my life. Therefore, I'm not going to have that same advantage mm. in that regard. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like, too, like uh, people that do get lucky, others view them as a bad person. It's just like, dude, they're not just because somebody got lucky. That doesn't make, make them a bad person. That doesn't mean they're any less talented. Yeah, I think… What you're saying, Jordan Peterson said this on one of his things. He goes, he goes, people often hate, like they could tolerate the, the Trumps. Ah, well, you 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 were born into it, whatever. He's like, the ones that people often like the dislike the most are the ones that that became successful and they started in a similar area as you because now they it make their now there's a comparison. Well, damn, they were in the same boat as me, and they're successful. I'm not, so now I don't like them even more because he's making me look bad. You know, or or they are making me look bad. He or she's making me look bad. And I was like, yeah, think about it, because you can just miss. He's like, yeah, rich people, oh, they're just they were born that way. They came into it, or whatever. I could dismiss it, but you actually went out and busted butt to make it happen. And I'm like, well, yeah, him and I were from the same town, and look where he's at, and look where I'm at, and uh, it's easier. It's now I have more of a reason to not like you. You know what I'm saying? All we're saying is that if you work hard enough, something could come of that. We're not saying it will, because you can bust your ass and nothing happens. Yeah, and it, you just there's plenty of people in the world that are like that, but. Try it again, and you never know. You know that just don't get. I mean, the moral here is just don't quit. Don't quit, man. <laughs> yeah, don't and, don't and be just, a quitter. And and then when that window of opportunity presents itself to you, recognize it. Recognize it and jump on it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta capitalize on those opportunities because I feel like uh, this is so cheesy, but like the Eminem thing, you know, like uh, you could miss your your uh, your shot if you don't recognize it. You know? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he says, but like it's something along those lines. Dude. But if you don't recognize your your opportunity when it's presenting itself to you, and that can be in various forms uh, and sometimes very, very hard to, to spot if you're not looking for it or paying attention, mm-hmm. you might be oblivious to that opportunity and that might, that might have been the one that's going to… Uh, yeah. And I think someone… I'm sure there's no statistics to support this, but people, I'm sure you say like luck, luck will present itself to you one time in life and you get, you better be ready for that opportunity when it shows its face. I feel like there's probably luck shows its face in many different times, but you have to be looking for it. Mm-hmm. You have to be looking for that. And it might be something that is like, you're looking for a job. Dude, I know the manager. Mm-hmm. I could, oh, no, 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 no. Let me talk to the manager. This And then who knows, that might catapult you to be the next branch manager making $100,000 a year. 
or or just might lead you to meet somebody else that's going to lead you down a completely different path and you're going to otherwise have some great success from it. That's what I was talking about, like the bathroom incidents, like if yeah, you, or exactly. the elevator incidents where you run into somebody who just happens to be in this position of power that aligns with what you want to do in mm-hmm. life, you know? And let's just say that it happened at a business meeting that you had for a job that you had. And uh, I was, I knew someone that was able to get you into that job that led you to that meeting, that led you to that restaurant, that led you to that guy that you met in the bathroom that was an art distributor. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it happened for me with this thing, you know, somebody left, but somebody left, unfortunately, and uh, it gave me the opportunity to do this with you. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows where this will go? And point exactly. You know, and it, it was just luck that, uh, I mean, you had me at hello. Aww. <laughs> We're going to end on that, dude. It's been an hour and 15. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, bro. Uh, Sorry for ranting the whole time, guys. No, it was cool because I didn't have anything in particular that I actually wanted to talk about today. Like I said, I wasn't feeling, I haven't been feeling good. So, uh, you took the reins on these ones. So, thank you. Yeah. Um, this has been another episode of the PO3 podcast. Um, if you enjoy the content here, and this is going to make you not want to subscribe, and that's fine. You can unsubscribe if you want. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want you to, but if you do, we if get you it. want, go ahead. Uh, like, subscribe. Hit that bell for notifications. Drop a comment. Uh, don't forget to wipe your butt. And then... <laughs> Wipes too. Those come in, come in clutch. Get up a day. Uh, yeah, if you, uh, if, if you feel like you've... If you feel like you've gotten any value from this, uh, please subscribe to the channel. And if you have anything that you would like to add, please in the comments down below, hit us up. and um, Or even if there's any topics you'd like us to cover. You know, we could probably put something nice together and uh, just let us know. Talk to us. Give us feedback. And remember, it's not always as bad as you think. But anyway, this has been another episode of the PO3 Podcast. We hope you guys have a good week and uh, hope you enjoyed. My name is Marcus Marks. Did you say say sexful? (laughs) That'd be cool too. No, stay successful. Yeah, yeah. Become successful. There's really no way to end these things. Like that. Airs food. <laughs> <laughs>